What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Man, I'm telling you right now, my mom is gonna be would be disappointed in me. Why? Because I'm sick and my lungs a little bit, you know, I've been bringing some stuff up and mm-hmm. I'm still vaping. And she's like, don't vape. It's a hundred times worse than cigarettes. Why don't you It'll put kill s- you? Put some like Theraflu or put some Dayquil in the vape. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's menthol, mom. Don't sweat it. It's like Vicks. But I'm not vaping like crazy. She needs like, you need to cut it down. Because I told her my cholesterol levels were a little elevated. I got my blood test back. Oh, she's yeah. All, it's because you're vaping. I'm like, it's not. What is okay, it? Maybe what is it, it is. What is it because of? Just life? Just I don't know, man. The lady said you need to go on a high fiber, low saturated fat diet. My overall number is 175 overall cholesterol, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, that's fucking excellent. She's like, you're killing it. But then the lady from the clinic's like, well, it's a little bit elevated for a guy your age. She's like, you need to work out more. And I was like, bitch, I work out five fucking days a week for like an hour. Hmm. I'm not doing more than that. You're not getting... So, I don't know. Maybe more lean chicken. I don't really fuck with uh, beef. You don't fuck with beef? You're not... A little bit. I mean, I will. I've been known. What about... But I don't... Hmm. Okay. Your mom gave me this great recipe for beans, by the way. I haven't tried it out yet, but... Hmm. I don't know why. I mean, she must have heard me on one of the podcasts asking for a recipe for beans. And she hit me up on Instagram. Um, This is is M for mom's beans. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um... So that's you, like an insult. Like, yo, your mom's beans are great, bitch. <laughs> it does sound like it. <laughs> Yo, what's up with your mom's beans? They're delicious, motherfucker. <clears throat> your mom gave me your bean, your bean recipe the other day. <laughs> what you know. Uh-huh. Them beans you grew up eating, I'm making them. Um, <laughs> like, ooh, these beans taste better than mom's. <laughs> they are your mom's beans. Crying. Uh-huh. Don't. Um... So we are, we are A's for alcoholic. If you didn't already know, you probably know yeah. because you're here. You yeah, found like us you out. looked us up. Yeah. You looked us up. You clicked on it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I always, I, I don't know how to introduce the, the program sometimes, Jerry, because people hear like, it's not like they just tuned in because that's not how people listen to podcasts. Yeah, anymore. but most podcasts I listen to, they just go, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Or they have like a little intro. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's they just. They might say their thing. They introduce themselves. Yeah, but I wonder if that's just like, maybe I'm thinking too too meta on this. Like, if that's Probably, an old yeah. throwover from like old broadcasting, or I think so. Yeah. Do you know what I'm I mean? Jerry. We're just so used to it. Yeah. But everybody I'm knows. Jerry. I'm an alcoholic. My name's John, and I'm an alcoholic. Boom! Here and we together. go. Together, you have it so memorized, and together we form <laughs> two Captain fucking alcoholics. <laughs> drunk yeah <laughs> yeah captain irresponsible mm-hmm. i have it so memorized 
Okay. Oh, I, yeah. The way you say it, my name is John and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, I'm and an I alcoholic. say hi. My name is Jerry and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. My and then I always like would chew, alcoholic. like I still do it. I chew on my lip. I catch my, every mm-hmm. time I say it in a meeting, I'll say my name is Jerry and I'm an alcoholic. And I like chew on my lip. I've been doing it the whole time. Do you, I caught my, I realized I just do it. I don't know. Now do I just think maybe I do it intentionally. Well, yeah, I was, well, uh, or maybe unconsciously you don't want to say it out loud or it's part my of my brain's like, don't fucking tell them mm-hmm. now you're responsible. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because it's yeah. this, this level of this desire to be irresponsible as an alcoholic, right? this right. desire to fucking just let everything go and not, not deal with anything. You know what I mean? Right. I've yeah. always, I'm, I've always in alcohol, in active alcoholism, <clears throat> I've always preferred to just not do the thing or not do any of the things. Well, yeah, it was <clears throat> irresponsible. And uh, what's the other word that unreliable, mm-hmm. you know, was always words to unreliable, I think was always used to describe me. You know, he's very unreliable, very irresponsible. He doesn't follow through, you know. So when I'm like, hi, I'm Jerry and I'm an alcoholic in a room full of people, I honestly subconsciously think my teeth are like. Shut your fucking mouth, dude, because mm-hmm. now you got to keep showing up. And if you keep showing up, they're going to make you do things. And then you don't it... want to do things. Yeah, because then if you do things, then you have to do more things. And Right. And do you Even think... though doing things is good for everybody and myself, but right. then that part of my brain is like, nope. I just, Later. you know, I, again, as much as it's like there's maybe certain things I should be doing and maybe going through the steps another time and you know, getting another sponsor and, and doing all that stuff. You know, I was talking to my therapist and I told her that my sponsor moved away and she said, you probably, did you ever properly mourn your sponsor, you know, leaving? And I was like, no, not really. (laughs) And she's like, that might actually be a problem. That might be something that is holding you back from other stuff. And Hmm. I don't know. I mean, so even all those things aside, obviously I'm here right now and I uh, accepting that, accepting the level of of commitment and um accepting my level of involvement i just i have to accept it because i can't like push myself because i've tried and i don't and i'm so full of resistance and i think you know you're probably the same way with that i'm exactly the same way (laughs) i'm absolutely 100 percent the same way yeah so it's 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 and I, it leads into what I what we'd like to talk about. I think today is look at um, that fucking segue, dude. You got a face for broadcasting, dude. Jesus is easy. Taking it easy, easy does yeah. it. Um, which was Easier was that his, said than done? Was that right? his second album? Easy does easy it. Easy does it. Yeah, I think that was his solo album. The solo album. Yeah, when he wasn't with NWA. Well, he was still with NWA, but he had a solo album. Was easy, to, or it might have just been a single. I, I could look it up, but well. I wasn't um, big on gangster rap, but you can watch the Hip Hop Evolution documentary series. Is that Netflix. awesome? It's fucking excellent. I haven't yeah. watched it. I've been sick as hell for the past few days, and it's been my constant, like, like every song that plays, I'm like, I love this song. I look at Megan, I'm like, this is the fucking banger. And she's mm-hmm. like, I know I was with you when you were dressing like this, dude. I was just talking to somebody about it, about, like, when hip hop started, and... um. <clears throat> And how it was very much party music, and then there was yeah. a lot of it. Got, some of it got political, and was like, you know, uplift yourself. And then the gangster rap came in, but it, they were talking about this brief period where it was kind of bohemian, and that's when I think that people talk about like the early '90s hip hop, and the stuff that people really love is the, um, 
tribe called Quest and De La Soul and Jungle the Brothers. The native, native, native tongues. tongues. Yeah, native tongues. Yeah. And was the who's the other one? The blah, blowout. Black sheep. Black sheep. Blowout comb. The, and well, diggable planets. Yeah, but I don't think they were native tongues though. They were just diggable planets. Diggable <laughs> planets. And PM Dawn was on the tail end of that. What what people might call that golden era of hip hop and that bohemian kind of. There was a lot of positivity, but it was still very much. I don't know. I mean, I'm who am I to talk about it? But that's what people talk talk about that golden age. And I I don't I don't yeah. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know anything. It's part about of it, it and they talk about that a lot. I mean, because tribe is tribe and Dela are really important to hip hop during that period of time. Right. That was the late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. It's about the time gangster rap came in too, though. That was just happening simultaneously on the West Coast. It's right. just what is going to appeal to an angry teenager more, like I and fuck the- bitches and I'm going to shoot your fucking face, or like. Hey, brother, peace and love and fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like that was one of the other Afrocentric and mm-hmm. shit. You know, that was one of the other like, ones that the guy was talking boring. to. Yeah. He was saying that it was all the producers that said, Hey, this is what will sell records. So we should promote this and we should get people money to do this. And then right. kind of swerved it in the wrong direction or a direction. Right. But I mean, I, I believe that type of rap still to this day has its own legitimacy, like mm-hmm. legitimacy. Like they did absolutely deserve their voice. Who am I to say they don't? I'm just like some middle i mean lower uh, lower class hispanic guy from the border like what am i gonna say to some you know what i mean like black teen growing up in los angeles in the early 80s and 90s like it's a whole different reality now, i know so i can't be like i don't agree all i can say is i don't fuck with your music because it makes me feel bad mm-hmm. and yeah. you just have a different perspective yeah and and that's fine and it's, yeah, it's completely fun. fucking valid. It's just, yeah. So, no, I haven't seen the show, but I, I probably <laughs> See, it's for Jerry gets canceled, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I think, um, so Easy, I think Easy does it, or or the one that I liked, just the word easy, but that, that you said was, um, it's easy, you just have to stop drinking. Right. And I've heard this, I've heard this phrase before, too, um, when I was in, in early sobriety, um, was that it's like, so, or somebody said it's easy you just have to change your entire life yeah exactly it's the hardest easiest thing you've ever done mm-hmm. or the easiest hardest thing i've ever done and i think that there's that that same that level of resistance is still what are those old ideas or old ideals that availed us nothing yeah. and it's still i think there's still remnants of it and then i've i've kind of found this comfortable place of I don't want to say mediocre sobriety because I feel really happy about it and I feel really positive and I, I know there's other shit that I need to dig up out of my psyche and soul and all of that stuff. But again, I feel like I'll get there and nobody's rushing me. Nobody's nobody's asking me to do anything more than I'm already doing. But right, it's um, it, there's always that sort of like that uncomfortable itch that maybe there's something else I should be doing and that I should. Because I hear it from people who like dive right in, and people who are really excited and want to help people. And I mean, I don't know if you ever hear these people and be like, "Man, like it never occurs to you, like I would like to do more, or I feel like I should." Or yeah, oh, absolutely. I would use those people as like a device on which to judge myself, like they were my <laughs> litmus, right? So uh-huh. then I would judge how well I was doing, and I've always felt like I wasn't doing well enough. But then I always have to really sit down and realize that, like. I, I'm, this is my personality. Even when I was drinking, I was not a go lucky kind of like enthusiastic person. And just because I've taken alcoholism out of my life, doesn't make me 
an enthusiastic person. It just makes me me without booze, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't, I don't know. Like I, I was really hard on myself for a long time. I still kind of am to this day that I'm not like all in the mix and fucking rah, rah, rah in the program or getting out there and mixing it up, you know? I just, and I go, like I always go to meetings and sit in the back and I'm quiet because I'd rather take in what they're saying than say anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're always like, well, if you don't talk, an alcoholic could die. And I'm like, for real, dude? Like, ew. but yeah it's just my personality before i got sober i was never unless i was really drunk and then i was really loud and real mean and angry but nah man i was never been like let's fucking let's put a bunch of vodka and powerade bottles and go to the beach you know or whatever no i was never that excited either i was just like let's just sit in this room and smoke and drink until we fucking laugh at something and then I don't know. Which fight? is funny because I think I got a, I was a little more excited about those things. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Well, you were definitely the cruise director, and that was one of the insults thrown at you. Was, yes. What's up, cruise director Julie? Because I just take us everywhere. Because I'd always want to like have some event or some party, or I'd know this place, or we should go do this thing. And um, I think that that was, you know, I think I wanted more. I wanted a little adventure with my booze, maybe. Yeah. I wanted the adventure as long as someone else was providing it because I didn't mm. want to do the work for it. Right. So, right. and I think maybe even in recovery, I'm like, I don't know. I think this brings stems back to what we have talked about previously on this podcast is I feel really responsible for other people's recovery sometimes and it worries me, you know, like I worry about other people. And so I don't want to have to, I should be the most important first and foremost. And then I worry about the other drunks in the room, you know? At least that's what they tell me, right? I, I and think we all worry about each other collectively. Who knows, you know? Yes, yes, I do. I, I think that it should be, I mean, you can call it selfish or you can call it self-serving or you can call it self-surviving. I mean, because right. when I when I, when I I talked to the, when I did that interview with Mishka, um, he was the one, he said, I made no, like, I don't remember exactly how he put it, but he said, I, I was not out to like help anybody. I was not out. I was only out to save my own fucking life. Like I was right. just so scared. And I, I really related to that too, because I, I was not in any shape or way to, to go and try and help somebody. Or I didn't feel like I'm going to turn my life around and be an inspiration. Right. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I never thought that either. That's why that's always those. Mm. Once again, like when we talk about the Instagram influencers and stuff, I try to let it be, but it does always feel super ingenuous to me that I'm like, did you get into this just for the numbers and the likes and making mm-hmm. money off of it? Or did you get in this because you're saving your own ass, you know? Well, I don't know, you know? I think. And, and also, yeah, yeah, that comment itself is kind of weird for me to say out loud because I'm. It's not fully a fully formed thought yet. You know? Well, no, I. I I have the same feelings, man. Like let, here, let's I'm going to I'm going to put this disclaimer out and say that like Jerry and I did not get together and um we didn't talk we didn't outline this conversation. And so a lot of no. these things, we don't outline any of these conversations. We no. outline we outline a, we don't outline any of them, but we have maybe I don't even know. Our, I'm running 100 degree fever. <laughs> it's low grade, but this is the end tail end of some wild shit. Right? So I barely know where I'm at. So exactly. So I just <laughs> I guess what I want to say is, is that take everything with a grain of salt, do your own research and, and, you know, come, come to your own conclusions. Because I, I again, I, I know what you mean about it being disingenuous on social media when people are doing things. And I, I see it a lot now too, with people who are, and I don't want to discourage anyone, man, but it 
feels weird to me when somebody who is big, who is overweight is saying, here I am on my weight loss journey, because maybe this is something that, that they feel like will help them if they have other right. people who are accountable. But I'm, and I'm, and maybe I'm seeing it wrong and I would love to, right. I'm, I am happy to be wrong and be like, no, <laughs> this is a good thing. It's a positive thing for somebody who's, who's getting sober and want and feels really good about it and wants to share it with the world. Right. Right. But you know, and what do we always say in the meetings? The newcomer is the most important person. So why shouldn't we want to talk to this person? I think there's a, there's a certain level of self-promotion that you and I both feel bothered with. Maybe. Right. It feels feels fake. It just feels fake. It feels like just an angle. Yeah. Like, and I don't want I don't want like the things I like to be used against me to advertise to me. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bumps me out. But if, you know, if you're genuinely fucking stoked to be sober and you fucking drink this crazy weight losing shake and hang out on the beach in the thong, then God bless you. I'm not going to follow your ass and I'm going to be like that's some fake shit, but and if with, it's real to you, it's real to you. Yeah, and with that, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor of today's show. Thongs <laughs> yeah, on the beach. <laughs> yeah, right? Because I, I always think of like the yoga lady, but the, it's every, it goes the whole gauntlet. There's always the cool, super ripped guy with dreads who does yoga, whatever, whoever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be whatever it is. I, mean, I don't even want to throw looks into it or shame anybody for their bodies because it's a really weird road to walk down here because – I try really hard to not just say this one single thing is the problem and or this is what's wrong with you is you're being sexually open with your body. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. I like people's bodies. They're rad. Good mm-hmm. for you. You got a nice body. But don't be like, I don't know, man. I just using the recovery community and people who are like really vulnerable and then throwing that advertising at them is so fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, this country doesn't really... They don't really push for that kind of, you know, that kind of shit. They're trying to figure it out, and the, I don't think they figured it out yet. No, we're they there's, haven't. There's still know. there's still a huge. We're, we're in the midst of. It feels like we're in the middle. I mean, we're always in the middle of transition, but it feels like Fe- there's a lot of clashing that's going on. Right, but think about the amount of stigma that surrounded somebody who openly outed themselves as an alcoholic even 30 years ago, as opposed to now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like there was nineteen, even in nineteen ninety, if you came out, that like you sold cars, ago. yeah, thirty yeah. years ago, you came out and you sold cars in nineteen ninety, like mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, and you were like, yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic, I don't drink anymore. People are gonna look at you and be like, that guy is unreliable. He could just fall off the wagon any moment. You, you could be sober for years and they'll still be like, that guy, we don't trust that guy because he's got fucking addiction problems. Whereas if you do it now. I guarantee you, like most people you do it to are going to be like, oh yeah, so is my brother. So is my uncle. So is someone I'm close to. Do you know what I mean? Because people mm-hmm. have become more open. It's become, I think societally more open. I just think structurally and systematically, they just don't know how to deal with that yet. With addiction and, and uh, you know, even how you, you focus on the mental illness aspect, you focus on the substance aspect. Like it's, it's complex, dude. It is very complex. And, it's... and I'm not going to figure it out. I'm dumb as fuck. Well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. You've read a book or two. <laughs> it was the big book, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's it was, it was a big book and a book of Mad Libs. That's a dad. <laughs> that's a fucking dad joke right there. 
Dude, dusting uh, off the dad jokes. So maybe, gross. I'm maybe, sorry. Maybe there should be like a big book of Mad Libs where you kind of <laughs> you just need to Mad get Libs. soundboard editor in here. So I do that. You just do a foghorn. I could have. I could, I'm sure I've got. Don't uh, you dare do recovery Mad Libs. That's horrible. I'll stop talking to you. You can subscribe and get them sent to your house every month. Dude, this is what you do. Are you guys offering running videos, customized running videos? I'll, I'll, I'll make one for I'm, you. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I thought you were just, like, some dude's like, I'm so stoked to be running. Will you follow me around and film me for the day running and then use some royalty-free music? That's what I thought I had heard you say. That's what I... custom running videos, and I was like, I don't know if anybody... Hey, they might. It'll I don't know hilarious. if anybody wants it, but I, I, I don't know if that... I mean... I like doing it for myself, and I was just like, hey, maybe somebody else would. And so I was like, yeah, here's a custom running video. I, I cannot fault you for trying. You it's, try. It's a, it's a very niche market, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, John. So, but if somebody wanted one, I could make one. And then, oh, um, mostly, I think I just... I'm just trying to get a job with, like, Nike or, um, you know, Adidas Someone. or Reebok. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, I you was, know... I uh, was talking to a good friend of mine... Uh, the other night, gave me a ride home, and he's really physically active. He's a runner; he lifts weights and stuff. He's, he's does he want me to make a video? Right. No, <laughs> but he was talking about shoes and how Nikes don't fit you correctly. In that, no, I should look up this book. I should buy this book called "The Art of Running" or something like that. It's Born I to Run. The name it. Born to Run. It's fucking great, and you'll love it. And he was and... saying how like the shoes we wear, Nike has fucked it all up because we're not supposed to be landing on our heels or something. And then I was like, yeah, my friend John's really into. It. I think he's read that book, and he wears these Merrill shoes. And he goes, those are the ones you want to get if you're gonna run. And I'm like, fuck. Those are the ones. Because I wear gonna... Nikes, but anyway, we're going way off the that's, path. That's next week. Um, we're gonna talk all about that. I... All about running in shoes, y'all love it. You're gonna... So get it. excited. You want some recovery? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> recover, recover your. Recover your recover body. your shoes. Recover, recover your fitness. Your, recover your. I'll still I'll still be running a fever. Mm-hmm. I hope not. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. You're gonna break that yeah. fever tonight. I broke it. I think this morning. I just it just came back a little bit tonight. So I and I think what I would like this. I think the central theme of this conversation is not only easy does it as in as in to be gentle with yourself in early recovery. And, yeah. um, and to give yourself space and time and this shit doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, another one of the analogies I've heard is like, it's like, have you ever seen an oil tanker turn around? I mean, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. <laughs> right. But... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the point is, is that it takes a very long time. These are very huge things and you have to, you have to change the trajectory of your life and it's going right. to take fucking, it's incremental. I had a terrible day the other day, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I felt overwhelmed and I felt like I didn't have enough money in the bank and I had all these projects and all these Damn. things that I was I that I have created for myself. I don't want to do any of them. Everybody's relying on me for something else and nobody wants to fucking show up on time and everything blah 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 and the you know nobody you know the only people who want to hire me want to hire me to do shit I don't want to do and the, mm-hmm. and the, nobody else cares and those people who care aren't hiring and I was like. <laughs> fucking just nike ain't calling <laughs> fucking nike i mean i i prefer to work for merrill they're, they're merrill ain't calling exactly Nike ain't calling but a6 ain't even calling. a6 fucking socking nights was british, british Knights Knights? A ghost yeah yeah anyway cut. so i was really just like in the fucking funk and i was stacking it and then i was like oh don't stack it john and i was like i was stacking the fact that i shouldn't be stacking all my miserable right. points 
And at right. no point did I like <clears throat> feel like just give yourself a fucking minute and go breathe and go somewhere. And, and I think in, in some ways, like I forgot the things that I'm supposed to do to counteract those bad feelings. Like I got right. so into it and I went over to my girlfriend's house and we made dinner and we hung out and we watched Jeopardy, um, which is great on Netflix. Like that's my favorite. And I feel really sad. I feel like, are Alex, you serious? Yeah. Well, yeah, we watch Jeopardy while we eat. You know, if we're gonna, I love that it's your favorite. That's very sweet. (laughs) Well, I was gonna clown you, and then I realized Alex Trebek is dying, and I felt like an asshole. And I was like, oh. And I grew up watching that shit too. But go ahead, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes like when we're if we're gonna (laughs) eat and watch TV, like Mm. it depends if we're gonna eat at the table, we'll eat at the table. But if we're like, yeah, you want to watch something, but you know, for her, she doesn't want to watch anything that might be like too graphic or gory. The first forty-eight. Yeah, first forty-eight. Basically, forensic files. (laughs) No. We were watching that show You, where it's like the fucking weird creeper stalker killer I dude. Got, I didn't. I was like, nah. it's anyway, fine. Go ahead. It was yeah. fine. But, yeah. um, but I just had this, and it was we had we had we had a good night and together. And then I got I went back home because uh, I had to get up in the morning, and it was it was a it was a huge, it was a myriad of things. It was the fact that I didn't get enough sleep. It was the fact that I've been trying to work on my morning routine and like not spend like not wake up and fuck around on my phone for like the first 30 minutes because it's Mm -hmm. it makes me feel so bad if that's how i spent the first 30 minutes of my day like oh i don't want to get out of bed if i don't have to because i don't work until you know four in the afternoon so my mornings are kind of of my own schedule right Mm -hmm. so it's easy to kind of wake up and be like i'm just gonna check in on instagram and fucking TikTok for like 30 minutes in bed. Like what the I'm going to go tag Jerry in cat videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tag Jerry and Walter. In cat uh, so it feels morning. so. And, and of course, right. We laugh about it and it makes right. me feel shitty and it's a terrible way to start my morning. So I'm like, okay, uh-huh. so like, what did I do this morning? I get up. I don't do that. I go get some water and I put on the coffee pot and I pull the notebook out And I do like the weights are right next to my bed. So I do those things that make me feel better about the 30 minutes right after I get up out of bed. Okay. And I wasn't doing those the last couple of days. I had been slowly staying up later, sleeping in. All the bad things had been accumulating and I was just Mm -hmm. so fucking miserable, Um, which is, you know, I had nothing from the outside, there's nothing to be miserable about. I mean, people might look at your life from the outside and be like, oh man, he goes to work, he's got a house, he's got a wife, he's a kid. Like, right. it all looks pretty good. And mm-hmm. it is, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> but, <laughs> It'll but I, do. I guess I'm up, the point I'm trying to make is that the world, mm-hmm. the, the your life on the outside and your life on the inside can be two very different things. Right. It's like when they told me, well, why are you going to AA, why did you even quit drinking? You didn't seem that bad to me, you know, and didn't realize I was going home and thinking about putting a gun in my mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you also have to realize that these things that you slipped on in the morning that you were so angry about making your shit fuck stack, it's kind of the opposite of you taking it easy, right? Because you got to kind of take it easy on yourself too and be like, Mm -hmm. all right, I fucked up. I got out of routine. I just got to get back into routine again and yeah. get it rolling, you know, because I do the same thing. Like I really get mad at myself. Right. And I'll like have get out of my routine and it like fucks my day up when I'm not my routine. Then I get really up. I internalize it and I'm like, I'm out of my routine. I don't feel good today because I didn't do those things that I normally do that make me feel better. 
Yeah. And now I'm an asshole. Why am I such an asshole? Why am I letting myself down? Or I'll blame other people, which is even better. You know? <laughs> but nice. I have. But usually yeah. it all. I have to turn it back on myself and then realize, like, okay, it's not the last day of your life. Hopefully, so you'll be all right. And if it is the last day of your life, who fucking cares? It's the last day of your life, dude. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, there'll be an opportunity to be able to reset tomorrow. So let us reset tomorrow. You know. And if you don't reset tomorrow, that's fine. There's an opportunity to reset tomorrow after that. It's just like. Sometimes I was more forgiving of the guy in the room who kept, I would see keep relapsing than I was of myself. Do you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and not that I, that guy doesn't deserve my forgiveness or anything like that. I'm just saying like I was treating these complete strangers with internal empathy more than I was – you know what I mean? To more internal empathy than I was treating myself to any type of empathy you know? mm-hmm. or kindness. you know. So I had to like – but even now, I still don't do. I might can sit here and talk some shit right now and be like, "Yeah, I'm on top of it." But no, I get mad at myself all the time, constantly mad at myself. But what do you do? I don't know. You I take I, it I, easy. You take it easy. You take it easy. And I, I I'm yeah. really like wanting to find that. I want to be able to like self love, right? Love yourself. I love myself. I love myself, and I want right. to. I want to mean it, and I want to say it and mean it. You know more than I do. And like try to find whatever it is that's getting in the way of that, which I think a lot of it is voices from other people, voices that have been put in my head from childhood, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, I've talked about my dad before, but I mean, it could be any number of voices. It could be kids, you know, other other kids and teachers and parents and siblings and stuff like that. And realizing that realizing that the shit that's going on inside my head is not real and then going, Oh, what if I looked at my life objectively and Oh, okay. So nothing's wrong, right? There's like, nothing is actually wrong. Right. And that is, I think the first step to me being able to be like, I love you, you know, which even feels silly to say it shouldn't. Right. (laughs) You're just like saying it in the mirror with your nose pressed against it, fogging the mirror up. I love love you. you. And maybe if it, it shouldn't feel silly. It should feel good. Yeah, Or maybe it's just funny and you do mm-hmm. it anyway and make yourself <laughs> laugh and realize that you love that you're funny. Mm-hmm. And you make yourself laugh. But the thing about it, though, is I can relate to that. And I realize also that like I, it's, it's hard for me to start liking myself again because I fucking hated myself for so long. Yeah. So it's like learning a new thing. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like I can't. If I hated another person for so long and then I forgave them and I have to like learn how to love them again. Do you know what I mean? But I still keep seeing all the things that reminded me of what I didn't like about them. I have to mm-hmm. like overcome that. The same with myself, you know. But then every day I see myself do something new and I'm like, all right, dude, hey, you did not say that thing that was in your brain or you did not lash out and try to hurt someone because you were upset. You just like let it go. Good job, dude. You get good boy points. You get <laughs> yeah. some chicken tendies. Go get some chicken tendies for dinner. Mm. I haven't had chicken tendies. That's what's giving you the cholesterol, <laughs> dude. You got to be careful with those. Oh, I don't really eat the chicken tendies. Okay. They're metaphorical. <laughs> metaphorical chicken tendies? Yeah, for the good boy points. <laughs> where I get a Mountain Dew. Mm. I get to play Halo all night on Saturday. Nice. Is that what you're playing now? No, I have nah. no. I'm not you... playing anything really right now. Hmm. Is that a squeaky toy or is that your chair? That's my dog outside. <laughs> Just wrecking a squeaky bone. Because um, he's like sleeping all day and he's like, oh, it's podcast time. It's right? Like exactly. Wild yeah, in here, yeah. Five o'clock on a Wednesday. He'll probably fight the cat right outside the door too. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you, sh- you should be recording that. You can, get all- you can get TikTok famous, Jerry, with those animals. Right, the, the dog fighting the cat? You do probably. 
Um, I, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking, you were talking about um, loving yourself and trying to, and that you had hated yourself for so long. And so those were the thoughts and the ideas and the voices in your head. There's mm-hmm. really this, I, this thing of personality dysmorphia. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my, that's my, my, my phrase that pays this, this did episode. You, wait, did you make that up? Or I just made it that? up. Oh, you made it up. Yeah. I thought you'd read that and I was agreeing with you. Cause I was like, I believe you. There probably is. <laughs> You I don't know if it's, I mean, I didn't, me. I just made it up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like I, there's probably another more accurate term for that. For personality dysmorphia? Yeah. Probably, but, but it's very accurate. It's, you know, it follows along the same lines as body dysmorphia or gender dysmorphia. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Feeling completely opposite of how you are. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that, like, how Your people. Perception of yourself. Yeah how people see me is not how I see myself. Right. 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 And having to be, having to be kind to myself when I've been so mean and so nasty for so many years. And so, and just that whole, like, I'm going to drink, I'm going to feel like shit. I'm going to feel ashamed of drinking and feeling like shit and all the behaviors that came with it. And it's just fucking down the goddamn drain so quickly. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, I, I keep thinking about some other stories that I heard. There was one and the guy was talking about how he'd relapsed after many, many, many years and he was right back into it after a week. And right. that seems so crazy to me. But I've heard this kind of, this this story multiple times. And we've um, all, we've both heard it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard it, you know. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you how do you fucking walk the line of being vigilant and easy does it? Like, what is the, <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> like, what is the, what is the, what is the line you walk? I mean, do I do, is it like a seesaw where sometimes I have to be one and then sometimes I have to be the other, or is it like I'm weighing out scales and I have to put a little pinch here and a little pinch there. And I, is it balance or is it like, is it, I don't know. Is it cognitive dissidence? Is it two separate ideas at once? Probably. I don't know, man. You know, the first thing that came to my mind was like knowing what I'm capable of, but forgiving myself for being capable of those things. You mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so just always being aware of what I'm capable of, but also understanding that like I'm not a fucking horrible human being because I am capable of those things, you know? Right. And but you, I kind of am sometimes. Well, you were. You were. Well, I was. You well, were. Yeah. I'm not now. Your behaviors. I'm an irritable human being now. My behaviors, thank you. Yeah, that's a better way. Right. I was trying for some levity up in here. I was trying to go with the squeaky dog toy back there. I know. He's he's moved on. He's taking he's it somewhere on, else. Yeah. He's, he's probably eating a sock or a pair of expensive underwear. <laughs> Who's got the expensive underwear over there? My you? wife, oh, dude. Okay. Yeah, no, not me. Not you? Mine just have like little hot dogs, ketchup bottles and shit on them. I'm ready to party. All my underwear has food on it. Not like real food, like printed not no. real food. No, remember I take my clothes off to eat because I spill food right. everywhere. So I just eat with a towel on my lap, <laughs> <laughs> or just cut a hole in a beach towel and you just put it over yeah, you, over my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, Don't steal fucking, that. That's ours. That's dinner ours. poncho. This um, is A's for alcoholic on it. We're uh-huh. selling that in the merch store on Patreon. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I um. 
So I, I don't know. For me, it seems like a seesaw these days. And it seems like right. I push and I push and I push. And I make sure that I'm diligent about all the things. And mm-hmm. then I do too much of that. And then I go and I say, fuck it. And then I say, fuck it multiple times. And then, ugh. And I, I'm trying to develop other habits. And I'm trying to be better at all of the things. And I, so I try it like tiny little, like the tiniest little bit. So if like, say I, I'm trying to do this yoga thing and I'm trying to like stretch and like some days I'll just put the yoga mat out and I won't get to it right away. Or I'll do like half a session with her, with Adrian, you know, like (laughs) she's tough, dude. I know there's, there was a couple, there was one I had to stop. I was like seven minutes into it. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Was it the body core one? Anyway, we'll talk about this later. But yeah, dude, <laughs> but, I've done some with her where I've gotten mad. Yeah. Right? You're not supposed to get yeah. mad. No. <laughs> so, so it's like finding these little steps along the way, because I want to come back to it. And there's what's the what do they say? Like whatever, whether it's exercise or recovery or um, what is the thing that you'll do consistently every day? So, what aspect of recovery will I do consistently every day? Well, I right. journal now, so I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I go to my I go to my meeting weekly. Uh, I talk with you weekly. You know, I can I consider this part of part of a meeting, or you know, kind of like a meeting and kind of like part yeah, of so my recovery I. because mm-hmm. it's helpful, and I hear things from you that I wouldn't <laughs> otherwise, and I think things during these you know sessions that I wouldn't otherwise. Same here. So I mean, it's it's a. Um, I just, I'm trying to find small ways to keep developing habits. And I, I, I think that I get too impatient and I get too, um, too bothered too quickly and yeah. I don't take it easy. And then, and then I get into this other spiral of guilt and shame because I'm not, I'm not recovering good enough. <laughs> you know what right? I mean? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like, what the fuck is that? I know exactly like, what you mean. I'm not recovering good enough, Jerry. Right. And so. Right. Not going to four meetings a day. What the fuck? I'm such mm-hmm. a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. And I, um, and I was just like, I was, I was going to get some almond milk and I was, I went down the, uh, cause it's at the end of the liquor aisle and mm-hmm. I just had this sort of the other, it was last night actually. And I was just had all these kind of like, not memories, but more like feelings. And I, I wasn't interested in drinking any of them, but it was just like, oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know. Oh, oh like reminiscing with ex-girlfriends. A, little, a that kind was a of bunch of exes, yeah. Kind of, and it was just like, uh huh, uh huh, and and I should be, I am, I am grateful that I can do that now. That that doesn't scare me or bother me or make me feel like I'm gonna fucking kill myself with alcohol. Right, right. Because I wouldn't have even bought. I mean, at that, at the last time I remember, it would be like getting a fucking handle of Stoli or Tito's or something cheap and clear that I didn't have to taste. Like I couldn't even imagine, like I know that you drank whiskey and fucking, ugh, it would have just been too much and too sweet and too sickly for me near the no. end. And, like, yeah. But I know it. what you mean. I did. Um, and I just wanted that fucking like clean gasoline burn. See, and that to me, vodka. I could never. And then I remember when I was drinking, I was getting really mean off of whiskey near the end. I was getting uh-huh. like really mean. And I was like, I probably told this story. I was like, I'm going to switch. Because mm-hmm. we all switch at least once, right? Least. I imagine we all switch once. And my brother-in-law worked at a liquor store and he goes, oh, you should switch to vodka. 
And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to switch to vodka. And so I went in and bought a handle of HRD, oh. which is like the cheapest fucking bottom shelf, like yeah. rubbing alcohol, antiseptic vodka. Cheapest And drank Oregon. the handle like in probably three days, maybe two days. I think two and a half, three days I drank the handle and was like just as fucking mean. And I was like, God damn, vodka makes me meaner. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. It was just booze. But the whole time it tastes like antiseptic death. Like even yeah. whiskey to me, the smell of it reminds me of like yeah, fi- fire, like bad, just bad shit. It just burns everything. It just sets your whole life on fire, you know. I got a I got a little uh, taste of it, not a, not an actual taste, but uh, I should say a whiff of it. The other day, um, somebody was over the house, um, our mutual friend who still drinks, and he had a little whiskey mm-hmm. in his glass. And he left the glasses in the sink, which is fine. I was like, uh-huh. I'll, I'll do the dishes, no big deal. There was only a couple of them. And I was washing out the glass, and it was like, ooh. And it was like something. It was like Canadian Club or something like that. It was... Woo, the good shit. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, man. And Only the finest for two in the afternoon. <laughs> Basically, no, it was... Around, whatever. It, it was it was It was early. It was early. Yeah. And um, But I did not feel... It's funny because in the liquor in the in the grocery store in the Safeway, I felt reminiscent of the shiny, pretty bottles and the outside and the the, the exterior of it, yeah. the packaging, mm-hmm. right? Right. Going back to advertising, but when the the whiskey glass was in the sink and I had to wash it out, and I was immediately just kind of like turned off. And so I'm pretty I'm pretty grateful that like that's my reaction these days. I don't get any sort of I don't I think when I first quit. And I would be around it, you know, obviously because I was bartending at the time. Mm-hmm. I would get smells of it, and I was like, "Oh man, that smells good." Oh, oh really? Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to admit, my, when my wife would drink, when my earlier coverage, she'd drink, and I'd kiss her, and I liked it. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. my. oh, you smell like wine. Like mm-hmm. you taste like wine. What's up, dog?" <laughs> but I wouldn't drink though. I just would like tease my. That's fucking worse, I think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would just like tease myself with it like did you ever and i don't know if this is off topic or not but whatever um were you ever um resentful toward her that she could drink did you ever feel that early on because i know she (laughs) i mean she was obviously super supportive of your choice to not drink because of behaviors previous but did you ever feel like being in a relationship with somebody who was like have a glass of wine finish half of it and then dump the rest out like did that ever come up or no not really i yeah. only ever get resentful of her when she gets drunk which is super uh, rare right like once a year maybe right when i first got sober man when i first got sober like 10 days and she got shit housed because she was used to getting shit housed with me all the time right? right so she's still doing what we're doing and we all went out and we had someone watch the kids and she got shit housed and i was fucking infuriated at her because i had 10 days under my belt i didn't know where the fuck i was going i was like you fucking asshole but uh, other than that, like we went to a party recently and she got a little buzz. She got a little drunk and I was only annoyed because I had to drive and I didn't want to drive. And I was like, you're a dick, so- dude. I really don't want to drive. You obviously can't drive. She's like, I'm fine. I'm like, you're not fine, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not as drunk as you think I am. I'm like, people will say they're not as drunk as you think they are or super fucking drunk. Trust me, I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I own the company. So you were, like, <laughs> you were more annoyed that you had to drive. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I was happy that she was having a good time and I was happy she felt good and she was smiling and laughing and having a great time. I was just more like, fuck, really? going to make me drive out to Santa Clara? I hate driving out there. 
And then once I drove there and got Olive, I was fine on the way back. I would be sang songs and laughed and stuff. But I was pretty cold to her on the way there. But no, I don't. Res- I only resent it if she gets a little too lit up and I have to do something I don't want to do. That's it. And she right. only gets a little lit up maybe once, twice a year. You know what I right. mean? Like, dude, New Year's Eve, we don't go out. We don't. We stay here. You know, Christmas Eve, we don't. Those. No, I guess Christmas Eve's not really a drinking holiday unless you're me. But. Mm-hmm. You know, like all those drinking holidays, like we don't go anywhere. So. <laughs> Christmas Eve, it's just you with a bottle of whiskey. Go. So I get fucked up when you're putting together any kids' toys. You know, I'd be out there, dude. Just putting together like three-year-old olives, like little kitchenette, just drunk as shit. Just putting together a kids' toy. The wheels are on backwards. She come out and be like, "Why does this tricycle ride backwards?" I'm like, tongue over. Oh. The rag over my head being like, don't worry about it, kid. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> just fucking ethanol coming off of me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... But yeah, before that, it was alone, Jerry, in his apartment. Yes, singing the Charlie Brown, crying the Charlie Brown Christmas song. Trying to oh. call a girl to be like, come have sex with me on Christmas Eve. Come have sex with me on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and they'd be like, I'm so no. lonely and full of whiskey. Right. <laughs> All my undershirts are yellow under the armpits. You know, like. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. I, I just, I guess I'd never, I'd never asked that. I, I didn't think, I didn't think it's you were. It's interesting. But she's always like, when she, and I know she'll, if she has gone out and partied, like she'll go out dancing every once in a while with some mm-hmm. friends of ours, and she, I know she'll get drunk or she'll get not drunk, but she'll get a really good buzz. And no, man, she's having a good time. I'm like, as long as you're uh, sober enough to know where you're at and what you're doing, and don't do anything stupid, you're all good. Like, mm-hmm. don't make mistakes. And know? she's never been one to shirk responsibility. She never she's... was like that anyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but cool. you know. She all right, but she is definitely like I'll drink one glass of wine and leave the that little mm-hmm. tiny bit in the bottom, and then I'll have to wash it like you and be like, Ugh, <laughs> this is awful. It was just there's funny. No, it, there's nothing in it, right? So we were talking about that. We watched that Doctor Sleep movie, mm-hmm. and uh, the scene where you know, and no spoilers or whatever, but there's the scene where he meets up. He goes to the Overlook and he meets up with the old boy. With the bartender, mm-hmm. and he pours the drink, and it's the same bar that's lit up, which is a beautiful bar, by the way. It's yeah. like all lit up, mm-hmm. but the way the light goes through the Jack Daniels and the glass and stuff, that to me is more appealing than the smell of it or the taste of it. I never liked Jack Daniels, but like the Jim Beam bottle, right? But now that I look at it, it's almost like getting a Christmas present you think is an Xbox One. You open it up, and it's just a bunch of cheese in an Xbox One box. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's never what you want. It's just the wrapping always makes it way better than you think it is, you know? It's like the pretty fucking can on the White Claws. And I'm like, God, that's a pretty ass can of White Claws. Like, what's inside of it is just fucking... Bullshit? Yeah, just hell for my ass. Like, Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I, I... I am also reminded when you talk about the pretty, the way the lights and the way, because, you know, there was a whole team of people who put together that scene where they're like the perfect Mm -hmm. color of this. And we're going to put this many cubes and we're going to have this glassware and we're going to have the light over Mm -hmm. here and we're going to have the mahogany bar look this way. And like, so you've got, you know, no less than a dozen people who are creating this image. Um, And it reminds me of watching this is like 98 or something like that. And we were watching some Brian Setzer video 
and uh-huh. um, they're like walking through some sort of cocktail lounge bar, and you know it's all right. swinging and hip and cool, and in that '98 swinging style. And yeah, so and, we thought it was cool as shit then, probably right. <laughs> I'm sure if I, I'll have to look it up and go watch it now. And I think at one point there's like a cocktail waitress with a tray of martinis, and she's kind of flipping them through the room on her uh-huh. on her tray, and some of it kind of spills, and it's a close up of like a martini spilling, and you looked at me like I was just staring at it, and you're like, "It's mm-hmm. pretty fucking sexy, huh?" <laughs> and like i don't know if you were like busting my balls or being serious like because we were just sitting around in the it afternoon both, right yeah, it was both it was absolutely like both. like you caught me like eyeing this video like like i was ogling it, it was or both, something dude. yeah and uh, i don't know if you oh, meant dude. like the martini itself or like the whole vibe or like it was everything and so i can't remember yeah, i don't remember so funny, but, dude. but i just remember you going pretty sexy huh and i was like yeah <laughs> and, and so, we probably went to max's or something went to some shit bar and drank yeah, the cheapest probably thing went we to could. max's it's probably when you live behind max's over yeah there. that place oh yeah. god and that that smell of like the wood floor and the septic yeah. tank and the just yeah. everything and I always used to think that it was cider because it smelled kind of sickly sweet. Like, I was like, oh, that's probably mm-hmm. just the apple cider. And I was like, that's fucking rotten barf and whiskey from everywhere, just in the floorboards. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I. <laughs> that's so, that's so many fucking nasty times. Well, in that you know, there's alley. a. We talk about that, though. The meat, you know, your eyes on that thing is there's a funny part in the movie in that movie and that we'll probably end up doing a patreon on this but yeah, we did want to bring this on dr sleep but there's a funny part in the movie that's also in the book where the dad offers them a drink like he's dealing with this the father of the little girl and the, yeah and, uh, the yeah, main yeah. character and his like sponsor who ends up becoming his best friend yeah show up and the dad goes do you guys want a drink and in the movie they just both go no we're okay and it's such a fucking poignant moment to me because they both do the exact same, like, no, no, we're good. We're like good. that AA, like, no, no, we're good. <laughs> but in the book, they do the same thing. They say, no, no, we're good. But then Stephen King makes a note that, makes a note about how their eyes follow his drink the entire time he's holding it, though. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know if all alcoholics have done that, but when I told my wife that, she said that to me, like, oh, their eyes followed the drink, huh? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how do you know that? And she's like, you've said that to me and I've seen you do it in the past not as much now as you did like your first few years but you would like follow a drink around the room you know like like you know how you hold a piece of ham in front of a cat <laughs> you like move your hand around and the uh-huh. cat like will or a dog and you uh-huh. can make it nod and like spin its head <coughs> that rum that's how ham. i felt in early recovery dude someone took a rum ham and just walked it across the room like hey bitch you know and so you know it's funny that you bring this up, and this is—it's absolutely a hundred percent true. And I think that more alcoholics probably do it than would admit, or maybe they don't. I don't know, but I think that it's—I think it's very accurate because I was hanging out with Rashida, and we were watching something, and maybe we were watching that show. You, we were watching something else. It was some—it was some drama or some shit. Uh-huh. And I didn't say anything out loud because I didn't think that it was interesting to her in the midst of like, we're trying to follow some narrative. And I was uh-huh. just like, Oh, there's gray goose. Oh, that's Sousa. And that's actually, that's the Sousa Hornitos, which is a uh, reposado. And I'm thinking all this stuff in my head and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's Jack Daniels. And I'm yeah, recognizing yeah. out of the, all of the stuff that's going on on the screen, I'm looking at the little corner, the little side table in the corner of whatever this hotel room is. Uh-huh. And I'm like recognizing the liquor bottles. Right. And I can tell you this too, now that you mentioned that in movies and we should do this movie too, but the movie flight, 
Mm-hmm. I can. That's I can, a great movie. I remember that scene, and we'll do mm-hmm. this at the at the end, near the end, and it was fucking Grey Goose that he was getting hammered on. Among yeah. uh, he was getting hammered on a lot of things, but I just I have this. I like, think we should do that because that movie interests me. There's certain aspects of it that I'm like, really? Yes, okay, but you're all right. It is. You can tell it was Grey Goose. I just I have this eye for it, and maybe again that's 15 years of bartending on top. It of could it, be, but, but it's also the fact that you were very enthusiastic about your alcohol. <laughs> you know, so yes, I was. So, but it was just it's funny that you say like my eyes follow it, and when other people are drinking around me. I think that I am I am aware of it one because I don't want to grab the wrong glass depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I would, and if it yes, got close yeah. to my mm-hmm. nose, I would probably put it down. But it's also just like it's I'm very apparent. It's very apparent to me, and I'm very aware of it because I I I've trained to, and I'm like a fucking right. athlete with this shit, dude. I'm an alcoholic, you know. Right. Do you know? Isn't that? F- funny that in our lives now too though once we go to social events we have to be very aware dude i pick up i go to these school uh, functions my wife for the teachers they throw christmas parties end of the year summer parties mm-hmm. <coughs> and they put out solo cups and everybody's supposed to put their name on it you know i'll put my name on my red little solo cup my purple cup or whatever <clears throat> but regardless of that every time i pick up my cup i smell it before i drink it every single fucking time now because i don't want to accidentally get a little sum sum it would be you know such I mean? a like, it would be such a fucking bummer <clears throat> yeah because I mean, then i'm like what well i mean at the very I'd least i have to be like hey i'm not relapsing today but damn really like i gotta fucking deal with that like fuck that noise but i think those people that are non-alcoholics don't realize that like i gotta smell every fucking cup i pick up make sure i'm not it'd be even worse if it were vodka then i'd just be like well i guess i'm fucking getting naked someone call the police now because <laughs> call the police i'm getting naked <clears throat> right which i wouldn't i would probably spit it out i would know most definitely spit it out and be yeah. like um ah fuck i fucked up you know it's it's you know it's definitely i'm very aware of it and it's funny how my behavior has shifted toward things like when i'm at the restaurant and we're getting ready for service and there was there was one there was a new new dessert and it was some sort of special tiramisu cake tiramisu if you don't know has alcohol in it i think it has like grand Marnier or rum, rum or grand rum, Marnier, yeah. brandy some shit it's got it's got brandy. one of those brandy, brandy and grand Marnier. Or... yeah anyway so, it doesn't matter so whenever something like that comes up i'm always conscious but it's the way that i say it i'm like and um so the tiramisu and i that um that has alcohol in it, right? Just in case somebody's asking about that. You know, nobody else mm-hmm. tends to ask that for two reasons. One, I don't want to ever be around the, I don't ever want the opportunity to take a bite of something and then, like, if it's there to taste, because that happened to me and it really yeah. fucked me up. Yeah. I was super, yeah. I was super raw and super new. So it was a little more intense. I don't think that it would be as bad this time around, but, um, you know, who knows? But it's just me of like, oh, I just want to make sure that my guests don't get any alcohol, blah, blah, blah. But in my mm-hmm. mind, it's like, I just need to stay the fuck away from that cake. <laughs> right, <know>? exactly. <laughs> but this also rolls in with the easy does it. So mm-hmm. I would say for both of us, if we accidentally fucking dig up the wrong truffle, mm-hmm. it's all right. We made a mistake. Don't go digging under that tree anymore. Don't. That was an analogy I've been working on for a while. I was going to say, who do you... <clears throat> I think don't go. That's a little folksy wisdom from my wife's office here in Eugene, don't, Oregon. Don't go under that don't, tree again. You might be digging up the wrong truffle. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder, like, at this at this juncture, I think that if I had a bite of something that had booze in it, or if I took a drink of something and I, like, I would probably spit it out. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be terribly devastated, but I would be very disappointed in myself for not being so diligent yeah. and watching out for right. things just because I have to be careful because I can't handle my liquor. I've had flan with cognac on it. Yeah. Yeah. But I love flan though. So I just dab the cognac off with a napkin. My mom makes, my parents are recovering alcoholics. My mom makes spaghetti sauce with um, wine in it all the time. Oh, does she? So she's she... like, it cooks off. <laughs> well, I'm does. like, are you sure? She's yeah. like, well, I'm not drunk. Am I stupid? I'm like, no. <laughs> she's at the house right now. Every time I impersonate her, she's at the house going, I don't talk like that. <laughs> but yeah, she's just like, am I drunk? No, mom. No. And it's good. But yeah, it cooks off. So you've had it. You've had the wine sauce. I've had the wine sauce and yeah. once had flan. I got it down here at the Chapala's with cognac on it and then took a bite and was like, oh, it's real cognac and then dabbed it all off the top and mm. then ate the rest. And then the next time I ordered flan from I said, can you not put cognac on it? And they said, sure, no problem. <laughs> and I got it with no cognac on it. But that first time I was like, come on now, dog. Yeah. You're supposed to light that shit on fire, dude. Right. It burns off. Yeah, but 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 it didn't make me feel bad. Like I knew what I was doing the whole time because I was like, I'm not eating this for the booze. I'm eating this because I really love flan and I don't feel like a buzz from do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not you know I don't know. But we all have different but if I picked up a glass of vodka and tonic or whiskey and coke and took a big old slug of it, it would like fuck my day up. It would like make me feel bad. Plus, I haven't had a drink in fucking five and change. Like, I would feel it. And oh, be like, yeah. Oh, you know, like now I'm feeling this, dude. I don't want to feel this. I took a shot of NyQuil two nights ago because I was running such a bad fever. I couldn't fall asleep and like woke up hungover from a shot yeah. of fucking NyQuil. Yeah. And I looked at Olive and I'm like, this has alcohol in it. She's like, don't drink it. Are you going to be sober if you drink that? And I'm like, yeah, I'll just be tired on nyquil i'm like i'm not drinking this for the alcohol if i wanted alcohol i'd just go get alcohol yeah <clears throat> but i don't want the alcohol i want to be able to go to sleep and cough all this crap out yeah this is a weird sleep man i sleep like acrobat just rolling around it stuffs it was a real weird sleep man yeah. i don't want to take it again yeah next time i'm sick i don't really want to take it unless i'm very sick because it's it's fucking weird right it is weird man it's not it's a weird feeling the dreams are really strange because I slept through it all. But, but the way when I woke up, I was like, "Oh man, I get it. I get it. I've been here. This is dumb." Yeah, I think I'm. I'm. I think about the like the little sips and nips that I had in early recovery when I didn't intend to, One, like with the straws and with shit the straw like that, taste like and from the fucking pudding I had, and like I'm pretty mm-hmm. grateful that I got to experience that now so that I know like what because it's just that 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 fire that comes up from my in my 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 taste buds and then in my gut and then in my chest and it's like just that whoosh and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. i'm like wow it's it would be it would hit me like a fucking like a baseball bat to my head and i could very easily see like drinking and blacking out i mean i've heard people talk about blacking out immediately i mean i don't know but the possibility is there (laughs) right Nah, I, I, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, I think the fear that, is good there though, right? Is that the line, knowing, knowing what you're capable of? You yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not here talking about in moderation. Like, it's just a flan with a little bit of cognac. Although that is funny me saying that because that sounds like I'm like in denial. Like, Jerry shouldn't have eaten that flan three years ago. <laughs> Gonna have to change your date. Number back, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and your wife shouldn't have shared that flan that you dabbed all the... You kissed the, those Chardonnay off. kisses. That is that counts oh, too. Shit. You know, I'm Jerry. I'm alcoholic. I'm a newcomer. <laughs> um, which, yeah, man, I, I just I think that it's all this. Again, we're very quick to dismiss our accomplishments because of our alcoholic brains, and this correct, is, right? Yeah, and even if one of us, God forbid, did relapse, it doesn't take away from the amount of time we had. No. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like you erase all that time. You just start mm-hmm. over again. You've already learned a bunch of shit. Sometimes I, further research is required. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Because it's just bad fucking research, and that research could end really badly. But I think that's why it's important yeah. to read other people's research papers. And Correct. Listen- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and listen to a podcast about some research. Right. So I think... Because right. um, John and I are done researching, but we can tell you what we learned out in the field. God damn. I... Pooping your pants on the way to work is not fun. No, 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 not at all, man. This fucking just... Nope. Oh, what a fucking <laughs> sad, right? fucked up, oh, weird... Waking up in the ER is not fun. Oh, man. I, you know, I, I stayed out of the hospital. Man, I had to go a couple times, but we'll yeah. save that for another podcast. Yeah. That'll be our cliffhanger yeah. there. <laughs> so I, I think... got to ride an ambulance. That was pretty rad. <laughs> I think um I think this is a good place to end it. And I, I just right. um yeah. I just being easy on yourself, being easy being easy does it. Uh, I I can't I I need more of it. You know what I mean? Cause I, I, yeah. I need to be better at just allowing things and not feeling bad about things and, and under and looking at things in a much broader scope. Cause that's right. the other thing. It's so easy to focus in on like one shit behavior. And then I'm, I don't actually use all of the tools that are given to me. And I talked about this before, but like, Oh, I had a bad, bad 10 minutes or I had a bad morning and I'm going to let it ruin my whole day. Like, right. And it literally is a bad, like 10, 15 minutes and it'll, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, like Taylor Swift says, shake it off, you know, shake it off, bitch. She definitely doesn't (laughs) say bitch, but she's like, shake it off. Eskimo bro. Eskimo bro. Whatever. Um, I don't know. Cool. All right. I, um, all right, man, I'm looking forward to next week's talk on food and fitness. Maybe we can get it out of our system and <laughs> Oh, we really are doing that. Hell yeah, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> Got it. I thought you were joking. No. Gotta get it out of your system. Thanks again for listening. Our music as always is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at A is for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>